Welcome to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry, presented by Boston Women in Media and Entertainment, sponsored by Tech Help Boston. We all have stories to tell, and that's what this show is all about. When we tell our stories, we pass along our experiences, our wisdom. We give each other a roadmap. What seemed impossible to achieve is now possible because we have role models who have shown us the way. In the spotlight, a mom who created her own children's clothing company, and it's quite unique. Leslie Musser, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So nice to have you here. The company is called Kinder Capsule. Where did you come up with that name? <laughs> Kinder in German means child, <laughs> and so loved that tie into it. And then Capsule is really a lot of what goes into our mission and the idea that we want to tone down the consumerism needed for kids' clothing, and we want to make those basic and essential pieces for your child's wardrobe. Tell us about the clothes that you sell and what sets you apart from your competitors. What makes you different? We make size-adjustable children's clothing. We offer them in two sizes right now, 6 to 12 months and 12 to 24 months. So normally kids' clothing, you can get three months out of it at a time, perhaps six months, but a lot of that time it's not even going to fit them properly. So our clothes adjust throughout the time period and allow you to have well-fitting clothes for your kids throughout those entire 6 to 12 months. Why organic materials? This is an interesting debate. It's become such a touch word now, organic. A lot of people use it. But when it comes to clothing, it's unbelievable, particularly in cotton farming, the number of pesticides required. And the idea is that you can't get those out of the clothing. Once cotton has been treated with the pesticides, it's going to be there. And you think of putting those on your infant and your toddler, and their yeah. skin is so fresh and, and very prone. And untouched. Exactly. <laughs> We can focus so much on what we put in the child's body, but also what goes on to it really has an impact on them. Is it hard to find organic materials because of the wide use of pesticides in our country? Absolutely it is. And certainly anything in the USA is challenging to find. There are other countries overseas that may produce it more rapidly, but the United States is less known for its organic production. The size adjustable piece really intrigues me. It sounds to me like you wanted to solve the age old problem of kids growing out of their clothes <laughs> so incredibly quickly. When my son was born, I wanted to buy everything organic. That was my mission. But quickly, the price tags deterred me from it. And I realized, what can I do about this? You, you have a problem and you want to fix it. And that's where the business comes in from. For me, it was a pair of overalls that I'd purchased for him. And they weren't fitting lengthwise. They weren't fitting widthwise. But on the tag, they were supposed to fit him. So I ended up sewing them together and having to figure out, okay, how can I have this fit him for the next few months? Realized that this is what we need. We need a piece of clothing that is durable to last them a while, but then will also fit them properly the whole time. Describe the clothes, because there are quite a few really cool things, okay? <laughs> Go ahead. Our launch collection came out with three specific pieces. The first is a onesie that has little pleats at the shoulder to allow arm movement and growth. It has two lengths of adjustable straps in the crotch area so that they can grow into it as well. And then it's made from a rather stretchy cotton fabric. We have a set of overalls that convert into shorts. They roll up. They have adjustable straps as well as a drawstring waist. And then our third item is a little girl's dress that then can convert into a romper when they become too tall for the dress. Made in the USA is a bigger deal than a lot of people realize because it costs more Absolutely. in many ways to manufacture in our country. Why has this been such an important thing for you to do regardless of cost? It's been very powerful to feel that I can make everything domestically. It was a mission that my husband and I spoke of before the founding of the company. There were a few things we said, we have to do it organic. They have to be size adjustable and they have to be in the USA. And if any one of those three parts doesn't come together, we don't want to do this business. 
And I realized that there are many factories overseas that can do things up to ethical standards, but I didn't feel comfortable in my ability to get there and to see it for myself either. And I wasn't going to invest in a place that I couldn't see, touch, and feel and understand that they were going to do justice to my designs. So how did you find your manufacturers then in the United States? And how did you choose them? I mean, (laughs) that's a hard decision to make too, because you want to be sure that This is where it happens, Mm -hmm. right? This is where your thoughts, your ideas, all the designs come together. I have to say it's sheer providence in some ways. I went onto a website that specifically connects designers with USA-made manufacturers, and I did my due diligence on a number of different factories, and some of them, just frankly, because we were too small in our first run, we didn't want to take us on. You know, we're not producing 10,000 items the first time around, and we wound up talking to a factory in Kentucky, and it turns out that this factory used to be made up of all the women from Oshkosh. So Oshkosh used to have their centers in this little tiny town, but obviously Oshkosh moved overseas and pulled out from this town. Therefore, they left all these seamstresses without work. So this factory owner decided to take it upon herself, reinvent the wheel down there. And it it was providential. They don't necessarily do children's clothing, but it worked out that they were the exact partner we needed at the time. I'm thinking about all the pairs of Oshkosh overalls (laughs) that both my son Chris and my daughter Colleen had. There is also a cause Mm -hmm. that is connected to your company, and that is human trafficking. Mm -hmm. Why is this issue so important to you? Obviously, it's a terrible thing, but there are so many to choose from. How did this whole thing happen? It's become a cornerstone Mm -hmm. of your company to donate a portion of your proceeds. When I was 13 years old, I first learned about human trafficking in the United States, and I was absolutely blown away that it still existed. And frankly, I think that there is a large population that doesn't understand that it's a widespread problem, both domestically and internationally. When I found out about it when I was 13, I had such a heart for it ever since then. And my mom was the one who helped me come to see maybe I wasn't the best person to be hands-on involved. I would not be able to separate myself emotionally. But I've always desired to find a way to support the fight against human trafficking, in particular child trafficking. We partner with an organization called Operation Underground Railroad. They are based out of Salt Lake City, Utah, but they work internationally as well. They're former Navy SEALs and CIA operatives, and they create sting operations in various countries and work with local governments to set up stings again to capture these predators and bring down these rings and make the cost for trafficking so high that it's just not worth it. Can you tell us the name of their website so our listeners and viewers around the world can find out more about it? It's OURrescue.org. You and your husband are running Kinder Capsule. There's a marriage partnership and then there's a business partnership. Who does what and how do you make the whole thing work? He is my balance and my numbers man. I am far more prone to just jumping into flights of fancy, and he is the numbers guy. He pulls me back into reality. <laughs> he is more risk-averse, so he certainly balances my, my initial go-aheads. You and your husband must be making this work pretty well. Have there been some hard times, too, though, in terms of just, you know, you start a new company, and a lot of people don't realize the amount of time and sacrifice that goes into this whole thing. It takes over your nights. It takes over your weekends and the times that you would normally have spent, whether you're in a marriage or in a family. It interferes, but you have to own that and love that, especially in the beginning stages and have the view that down the road you'll be able to develop and maintain a balance. But certainly in the beginning when we chatted about this, my husband and I realized we do need to make initial sacrifices and we just have to go in at full force. We have to be 50-50. There is no 70-30 balance in this with he and I. We're, We're in it together. You know, the thing about entrepreneurship is that uh, it's not nine to five. (laughs) It's 24-7. Your clothes are available on your website, kindercapsule.com. Can you spell it for us? K-I-N-D-E-R-C-A-P-S-U-L-E 
com. In a perfect world, what is your plan for this brand? Please support our sponsors. They make this show possible. More than 30,000 families and businesses have trusted TechHelpBoston.com since the year 2000. Dave Almazian, president of Tech Help Boston, with the reasons why. We like to establish a relationship with our customers, and the best way to do that is see them in their natural setting, so to speak, and that's in their home. We come to you, we work with you on your equipment in a setting that's comfortable for you, and also we can test better that way, because if you have a printing problem or whatever, and we bring it to a shop, it may work great in the shop, but it might not work in your home. So this way we know for sure everything is working the way that it should. TechHelpBoston.com. Their experts will come to your home or office to fix your computer same day, next day, and weekends too. Visit TechHelpBoston.com. That's TechHelpBoston.com. I am so excited to expand our offering specifically in the summer and develop new lines. As I mentioned in the beginning, the idea of a capsule, we want to create all pieces that are basic, that can span generations. We're not trying to pay fancy to each style that comes and goes. We really want this to be a constant classic pieces, but still have fun and vibrancy for childhood. Let's step back just a little bit and talk about your career prior to Kinder Capsule. You got your start in event planning and PR. Tell me a little bit about that chapter in your life. I did. I loved weddings and events. I started that as an internship in college. As I progressed, I realized maybe I didn't want to give up all the nights and weekends. And therefore, I moved actually into public relations first at the Ritz-Carlton in Boston and then at a smaller independent PR firm in the city and worked a lot with hospitality clients. I loved that opportunity to grow, to be involved with people, to be able to market their products. And especially in the local market, it was very exciting to be able to plug into Boston individuals. I have to guess that you learned an awful lot that you're using now as an entrepreneur. I certainly did. And every day you learn more things with social media specifically. Everything is evolving and it moves so quickly. Tried and true traditional methods still work today, certainly. Tell me about your lifestyle blog. It's called One Brass Fox. Yes, I started that soon after I got married, and I hoped that my husband wasn't thinking that I was just discontent in our marriage. I started it very soon after. It's been something that's been able to grow with me and evolve, whether it was moving into a new house and I'd share decorating tips or was being pregnant and sharing that journey and now being a mother or the, the launch of this new company, Kinder Capsule. It feels wonderful to have this captive audience that I've connected with over the years and be able to share this progression with them. As women, we are so happy to be asked how did you do it? And we all want to know, mm -hmm. right? Becoming a mother, a parent, Leslie, it is life changing. How did motherhood change you? I would say in one word, it is humbling. You realize how quickly you can care less about yourself and care more about the life of another and realizing that every single day, looking into your child's eyes, how much they love you. I'm, I'm always challenged on a daily basis to try to see myself a little bit the way my son sees me and live <laughs> up to that person he thinks that I am. Take me back to that light bulb moment when you conceived the idea for a children's clothing company based on organic, adjustable clothes made right here in the United States. I'll be honest, it was a phone call with my sister one day, and I was having what I felt was just a personal crisis moment of what am I doing with my life? You know, I have a blog, I have a husband, I have a son, and yet somehow I still felt there's a piece that's missing. And I chatted with her about this far off idea I had of adjustable children's clothing, and she said to me, well, you should just sketch it out. That'd be fun. A week later, I am on the phone with a factory seeing what can happen. I told you my husband's a good balance because that's my go-go attitude. <laughs> that's pretty fantastic. Your sister must know you very well. <laughs> she certainly does. I'm going to guess that there are people who then did say to you, what are you doing this for? <laughs> There's always the naysayers, mm -hmm. right? 
truly, I think in the beginning, some of it was with my husband was the financial aspect. You think of being an entrepreneur, it's great to have an idea and it's fun. But then when you get down to the nitty gritty and you're looking at an Excel spreadsheet, it can be very intimidating. And you do need those people in your life that are going to balance you and say, this is where we need to spend our money. This is where we don't need to spend it. So doing that well is very important from the beginning. I call that the cold water on your head routine, right? They dump it right over your head. Becoming a successful entrepreneur requires what? Fill in the blanks. You need to be willing to fail. That's one of the most important things that I've learned. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Each of them has failed in their own way, but they've called it failing forward or failing upward. And it's so important to recognize ahead of time, I'm not going to do this perfectly, but God's grace, I'm going to do it better the next time. And I think that especially with my husband, that was my attitude saying, listen, honey, we're going to make the mistakes this first time around. And I'm just glad that I'm going to make them and learn from them earlier on. What advice do you have for someone who, like you, on that day during that fateful phone call with your sister, kind of had a little idea brewing? What's the next step? Write it down? I would definitely say get out pen and paper. We're in a digital world. We want to go right to Google, but in some ways, just write it out. Write out what you think might be a business plan. Write out what your ideas would be, where you would see yourself in six months or five years if you went ahead and started this. Do that physical act of writing it down and make your brain communicate to your hands what you're thinking. When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? Once again, I said I'm prone to impulse and I would like to react. I would like to have that knee-jerk reaction and just go ahead and do something. The biggest lesson I've had to learn is patience. Take in the whole situation before you respond to it, whether that's a text message, a phone call, an email, dealing with factories specifically. You do need to take everybody's circumstance into account before you address an issue. What is the best piece of career advice you've ever received? My mother, by example, has shown me what it is to cliche as it sounds, just believe in your idea to begin with. She has shown in so many ways throughout all of my growing up to a fault. We would joke about it with her. Oh, you'll get on Oprah for this. Well, I don't think so, mom. But it's nice to know that you believe in in me that much. At this point, when I get into something like retail, the biggest piece of advice that somebody gave me about retail is you have to believe in your product more than anyone else. Because if you don't believe in it, if you can't stand by it 150%, why should somebody else? And that's been the big impetus in what we do and that every single piece that we put out on the market has to be perfect. You know, you mentioned your mom. I did get a certain email and the subject line was proud mama here. I want to tell you about my daughter and her new clothing line. So she's still singing your praises. (laughs) She is. (laughs) Has she been your role model in your life? Truly, she has been. My parents, my siblings, I'm, I'm the youngest of five, and each one of them has forged their own path in a way. My dad is very traditional. He has a background in medicine, but he encouraged all of us to follow our passions and our pursuits. And each one of us children has done that in our own way. A mom goes on your website. She sees an adjustable dress to romper conversion, your expandable onesie, your organic materials, gorgeous soft blankets for her new baby. She places an order. What do you hope she experiences when that box from Kinder Capsule lands on her door? We hope to show customers the elevated product, specifically when you feel our fabrics, we want you to know that you didn't just purchase this from a department store, that you feel something in what we did and you understand the care that went into each item and that we want you to cherish these items for months and years ahead. We don't want you to feel like the next round of closet clean out, this is going out the way. We really want these to stay in your home and in your family. At this point, Leslie, At this time in your life, and you're still a very young woman, what does success mean to you? 
Success means to me that I can show my son that through his growing up, we had passions, we had pursuits, we were unafraid, that his father and I worked together toward an end that we felt was necessary. And I love how we were talking about it earlier with Operation Underground Railroad. I love that my son can see how business can integrate with social responsibility and that your passions, if you are not going out on a mission field or you're not always volunteering in a soup kitchen, don't have those opportunities, how can you use your own passions and talents for the betterment of others? I want to say thank you, Leslie Musser, for being our guest today on the story behind her success. Thank you for sharing your story. Best of luck to you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Story Behind Her Success with Candy O'Terry. This is a series with one goal in mind, to shine the spotlight on women doing great things with their lives. We hope these weekly stories will motivate and inspire you. If you'd like to suggest someone for Candy to interview, she'd love to hear about it. Connect with her anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and her website, CandyOterry.com. That's C-A-N-D-Y-O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. You'll find all of these links in the show notes. What's your story?